Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Have you ever been asked to be a mentor, or have you wondered if you should reach out to maybe that younger believer, but you're just not sure if you're qualified for the job? Yes, and what kind of responsibility is it? Yeah, and how do you find, uh, you know, a mentor or somebody to mentor? How does this whole thing work? Like anything else, we can talk ourselves out of doing it because, well, there are a million reasons why we may not want to do it. But you know what? This is vitally important, pouring into the next generation of believers and then also being taught because we're always learning and growing, you know, taught by somebody who's a bit further down the road when it comes to following Jesus. These are vital relationships for us to have. Cindy Madsen is a blogger. She's written about this online, and we, we were thinking, okay, who could we invite to talk about this? And I'm like, oh, it's obvious. Let's have Cindy with us. Hi, Cindy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Yeah, Do you have a mentor? Um, I kind of have a few, but nothing super formal at the moment. Okay. Are you mentoring anybody else? Um, again, uh, not formally. Um, my season of life kind of changed this year. I went back to work after staying home for a few years, so I've been a lot busier. But um, I've enjoyed doing that in the past. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you don't have anybody currently, but you've done it in the past. Okay. We need to really, like I said, blow these uh, these myths about mentoring out of the water. And you do that so well in your article. For instance, here's one. Mentoring is for the old people at church. That's myth number one. Yeah, you, uh, a lot of times when you hear about mentoring, you're going to go to Titus 2, which says that older women should teach the younger women. And so we see that word older uh, for the men or the women, and we think old. Um, but that's not what it says. It's just older than somebody. And so even a teenager might be older than um, an elementary school kid or a junior high kid that they could just kind of take under their wing and and teach a few things. And, you know, the young mom might be older than the teen, you know, and on and on and on. And so we shouldn't see the word older and just put an age on it and, and think, oh, that's not for me. I don't have to do that. Here's another uh, myth. I'm qualified to be a mentor just because just because I'm older. Look at me. I got gray yeah. hair. I don't have any <laughs> hair at all. Yeah, we can think sometimes that just because we're getting we're getting older that we're also just automatically getting more spiritually mature and it it doesn't always work like that. Um sometimes another year passes and and we really haven't grown all that much spiritually. It we really can't mentor somebody and take them where we ourselves haven't gone. And so we need to be careful in thinking that we're just ready to mentor. But at the same time, we don't want to use that as an excuse and think, oh, God can't use me because I've done this. And, um, you know, this sin disqualifies me. Maybe you might need to have a conversation with a pastor or somebody ab about something in your past. But, um, but yeah, spiritual maturity doesn't come just naturally with age. Let's talk about something you mentioned there. I think this is vitally important. We may think that the very thing that disqualifies us from being a mentor for somebody else, or for that matter, just teaching Sunday school or leading a small group, we've repented of it. We know Jesus has, uh, his blood has washed us clean. 
we have, you know, made amends if we hurt somebody else. And um, we tend to think that, okay, well, you know, maybe this is causing me to, to pause here. But here's the deal. If we have done the work of repentance, the very thing that we think disqualifies us for something like this may actually be the thing that does qualify us because other people can relate to what we've been through. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think if you've walked through a specific uh, sin area and really walked through it and grown and, like you said, repented, God may use that to help um, someone else in a very similar situation. Second Corinthians talks about comforting people with the comfort with which we've been comforted. And yes. so God may want to use you. That doesn't mean that you can't help someone struggle with the sin if you haven't yourself struggled with it. But that may be what God wants to use to help somebody else navigate the very same situation. And I know we we mentioned uh, just not feeling uh, capable or maybe best or could be interfering. Uh, uh, what do you think calls us out and says, now do it? Is it that someone would ask you? That might be a really easy way to say, to be nudged into uh, mentoring. Um, I think sometimes you hear, you know, somebody asks you and there might be some paralysis like, oh, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, the best thing is, is scripture itself uh, commands us. Um, Paul says older women um, are to teach what is good to the younger women. And so it is something that we're called to do. And so, prayerfully and at the right time, you know, not every season is it going to be time for a formal one-on-one ministry, but we do need to take seriously what the Bible tells us to do. And so for me, I think that's the strongest, the strongest reason to, to pursue a relationship. You mentioned Paul. I think that this is a great example of uh, a guy who got it right. Uh, you know, and t- Paul and Timothy, that relationship, I think is fascinating. And I've heard it said that it's, it's wise for us to have a Paul in our lives who can mentor us, but then also we should be looking for a Timothy as well, and that's somebody younger in the faith, or they could be younger and or older, but younger in the faith. Um, that way, uh, you know, we, we have, it's like the bookends of it all. And you really feel like you're, well, you're growing and you're blessing them as well. And it's, it's all connected. So we should all have a Paul. We should all have a Timothy. That's ideally speaking. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Um, and I would actually add one more in there. Paul also had a Barnabas who was kind of his peer and someone who was just kind of walking the same road, you know, so there's somebody a little bit ahead of him, someone a little bit behind him, and and somebody who is just kind of right there in the trenches with him. And and not every season are those three people going to be always available. But if possible, um, it's really great when God provides um, kind of that project and the pattern that and and the peer as well. And so, um, yeah, I think that's really great to aspire to. So I don't have to mentor if I don't want to. Scripture, obviously, like you're alluding to, is, uh, okay, God calls us to do this, and let's not be selfish about this, and let's not listen to the lies of the enemy saying we're not qualified to do it. We need to step out in faith, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and quite frankly, your life is going to teach whether you want it to or not. And and that's not quite the same thing as pursuing a an intentional mentoring relationship. But we do need to remember that somebody is probably watching what we're doing. You know, as I sit in church with my four-year-old and try to help him behave, maybe, I don't know who might be watching that interaction. Or, you know, as I, I, I teach and I have kids who maybe are aspiring to be teachers, they're watching how I am handling situations in my classroom. You know, we just don't know how our everyday lives might be mentoring, even though we have no desire to pursue that relationship. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Let's get back, Cindy, to this whole idea that I don't need to mentor because my life speaks for itself. We, I mean, it's true, like we were talking about, our lives do matter what we do. You know, people see what we do more than listen to what we say a lot of times. So, but it's not an either or, it's, it's, it's a both and, isn't it? Yeah, I really think so. Um, I think we should be intentional about pursuing a relationship either to mentor or be mentored or maybe both, like we were talking about earlier. Um, and that doesn't have to be something that is for your entire life. We're going to meet once a week and there's never going to be an end in sight. It might just be something really simple like, hey, let's just let's get together once a month for coffee and we'll just, you know, maybe talk through a book that we're both reading or we'll we'll talk through maybe just um, what we've been reading in, in God's word. Just maybe what's even been going on in, in life, sometimes just having those conversations about what's been going on can be really helpful when you get perspective from an older person who's maybe already navigated that same, that same situation or something similar in their own life. And they can give you their, their wisdom and perspective, because if as a younger believer, that's, that's really what you're looking for. It's just somebody who's already walked that road and can kind of give you some tips on how to, how to do it yourself. So I, I think we can get scared about, what this is going to look like and the commitment that I'm in for when really it can be something, it can be something pretty simple. We do need to be intentional, but I know, I mean, just, this is just the way most of us feel. Well, I'm kind of self-conscious about asking somebody else to be my mentor. And maybe I'm a little uh, self-conscious about uh, looking for a younger believer that I can help. And so, is, first of all, how do we do that? And second of all, how do we avoid this, this whole idea of I'm forcing it as opposed to allowing God to lead me to that person? It's a fine line that we can walk. Yeah, well, I mean, I think always starting with prayer is a good way to is a good way to start. And, you know, if you're looking for someone to mentor you, you know, just asking God, direct me to that right person, or I'm thinking about asking this person, would you also be working in their life to accept? Um, I think sometimes it's that accepting, you know, or being willing to mentor that sometimes people get shot down. And also just searching our own life, like, am I ready to take someone on? Is there someone at church or within my sphere that I see, like, I would just like to get to know that person better. 
you know, not that I think that I have all the wisdom and I, I know exactly what they need, but I would just love to help them on their way, you know, and, and just start out with, Hey, can we just have coffee? Could we just, um, would you like to come over for dinner and, and just kind of start there? And then if it just seems to, you kind of seem to connect, then maybe say, Hey, could we do this again next week or again next month? And, and if it kind of develops into something that could be a little bit more long-term, set that up, but with an end date in mind. I don't think anybody wants just an open-ended, I'm in this for life commitment. That That's a little bit scary and daunting. So put some boundaries on it, I think, is a good way to go also. Six weeks is doable. The rest of your life seems a little bit too much. Yeah, got it. could be overwhelming. Okay, so let's state this positively. Six foundational principles for mentoring. So, you know, if you're taking mental notes here, um, this is uh, basically some bullet points to, to help you. So take these big ideas with you as you look for a younger someone to mentor or maybe an older someone to mentor you. Number one, older doesn't mean old. Number two, you can't take someone where you haven't been. Number three, mentoring is an expected part of maturity, growth in Jesus. Uh, the next one that uh, you want to keep in mind, our lives teach for good or for bad. Mentoring requires more than superficial conversations. And finally, we mentor for the sake of the kingdom. That's the deal, right? This is all for the glory of God. Absolutely. Paul finishes his words to um, to older women, which he is also talking to, to older men, but he says that we do this so that God's word will not be dishonored or other translations say slandered. The stakes are really, it's higher than just, I'm not going to do this. Um, we're doing it for the sake of God's kingdom and his word. And, and that should be a motivating factor as well, that we want to uphold the honor of his word. I realize that, you know, having a mentor via a podcast or a book, you know, I look at my shelves and I'm like, man, my mentors have been my friends through their writings, like Charles Spurgeon, or you could go on and on and on about great heroes of the faith. These are my friends who have walked with me through life. That is a different kind of mentoring. I mean, you don't have that dialogue going on, but I still think that's valuable, don't you? I do. I mean, there's certainly people who have who have mentored me, even in the um, ideas of mentoring. Um, and sometimes in, in certain situations, that may be all you have. I grew up in, in Wyoming where churches are small. And, and so if you're in a situation where you're just at a really small church and there just really aren't other older women or older men around you to mentor you, you really might be at the I don't want to say mercy, but you might need to tap into the resources of the church, and that might be your only option. Hmm. Yes. I think we want to be careful in making resources a replacement for mentoring, but they certainly have their place. And I would, I'm a big advocate for reading all sorts of books. So I would never say not to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you hang out with us, because we're all the same around here. We're a bit bookish, and we, I guess we're nerds we too. Like yeah, it. we're all, we're nerds together. That's good. That's great. Yeah. Cindy, thanks as always for being with us. Blessings to you. BibleStudyNerd.home.com. I've got a link, Curtin Cape Mornings, on the Facebook page for this article. And uh, visit 
visit her website. I mean, there's so many cool things here. She's, she's written a number of really, really great uh, blogs, articles. Cindy, thanks for being with us. Many blessings to you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Curtin Cape Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.